here for you with going into week 10 of the college softball season. Um, forgive me, I got music on in the background if you do pick up on any of that, so just bear with me on that. Um, a little bit of Team USA news here to start. Um, as part of their sh um, Stand Beside Her tour, uh, Team USA will be playing four games against Italy starting on th uh, Thursday or tomorrow, I guess. Um, and they're also going to play at Central Florida on Tuesday to further prep for the Olympics this summer. Um, it's great because Italy's going to be in the Olympics. We've already played Mexico. We've already played Canada. Um, did we? Did we play Canada? Either way, it's great that we're get the Team USA is getting some competition before the Olympics this summer in any way. At least getting some tune-up games to you know fine-tune the starting lineup as we go into the summer. Um, so this is fantastic news, and I and you can better believe that we're gonna have you know those. Um, highlights um three of the games will be before or three of the games against italy plus the central florida game will be before um my next podcast so those th four games will be covered the next the last game uh will be covered on the next week not this the next episode but the episode after that um so stay tuned for that. Um, we'll have updates for that for you, so that way you're in in the know about USA or Team USA and how they're doing going towards the Olympics. That having been said, let's move on to the college softball scene, and we'll start with the SEC standings. Mississippi State is last at 0 and 9. South Carolina's 12th at 1 and 11. They got their first SEC win this weekend. Auburn is 11th at 3 and 9. Kentucky and Texas A&M are tied for 9th at 5 and 7, which is very surprising. You wouldn't think Kentucky would be having a losing record in the SEC, but here we are. Tennessee is 8th at 4 and 5. Georgia is 7th at 6 and 6. Ole Miss and LSU are tied for 5th at 8 and 7. Missouri is 4th at 7 and 5. Alabama's third at 11 and four. Florida is second at 10 and two and Arkansas is first, still on top of the SEC at 13 and two. Some key matchups this week in the SEC. We'll get to those. Um, Big 10. Penn State is last at four and 19. Rutgers is 13th at six and 18. Purdue is 12th at seven and 17. Wisconsin is 11th at 8 and 16. Uh, Michigan State is 10th at 7 and 13. Maryland and Indiana are tied for 8th at 8 um, at 11 and 13. Ohio State is 7th at 13 and 10. Nebraska and Iowa are tied for 5th at 14 and 10. Illinois is 4th at 15 and 9. Northwestern has fallen to third at 18 and 6. Minnesota is second at 19 and 5. And Michigan is now on top of the Big Ten at 16 and 4. 
So at least the two I predicted to be on top of the Big Ten are on top of the Big Ten right now, so that makes me feel good. ACC standings. Pitt is last at 5-20. and 20. Boston College is 12th at 4-13. and 13. Georgia Tech is 11th at 6-16. Six Virginia is 10th at 9-16. and 16. Louisville is 9th at 9-12. and 12. North Carolina is 8th at 8-9. and nine. Notre Dame is 7th at 9 and 10. Syracuse is 6th at 8 and 8. NC State is 5th at 14 and 11. Duke is 4th at 15 and 9. Virginia Tech is 3rd at 16 and 6. Clemson is 2nd at 18 and 4. And Florida State is on top of the ACC at 15 and 2. On to the Pac 12. Utah is last at 2 and 10. Oregon State is 8th at 3-9. Cal is 7th at 3-6. Stanford is 6th at 4-5. Arizona State is 5th at 6-6. Oregon has fallen all the way to 4th at 6-3. Arizona is 3rd at 6-2. Washington is 2nd at 9-2. And And UCLA is on top of the Pac-12 at 5-1. And the last of the Power Five, the Big 12. Texas Tech and Iowa State still tied for last at 0-9. Kansas is 5th at 1-5. Oklahoma State 4th at 8-1. Texas is 3rd at 3-0. And Oklahoma and Texas are both tied atop of the Big 12 at 6-0. On to some other conferences. Uh, Stony Brook is 1st in the American East at 5-0. Wichita State leads the American at 11-1. South Florida behind them in second at 9-2. Central Florida behind them in third at 9-3. And And Tulsa brings up fourth at 4-3. George Washington and Fordham are on top of the Atlantic 10 at 12-0, 20-7 overall for George Washington. And 10-0, 23-3 overall for Fordham. Florida Gulf Coast is on top of the Atlantic Sun at 10 and 2. Kennesaw State and Liberty are tied for second at 7 and 2. DePaul's on top of the Big East at 7 and 1. Weber State is on top of the Big Sky at 6 and 0. Cal State Fullerton is first in the Big West at 9 and 0. Long Beach State is right behind them in second at 11 and 1. James Madison leads the Colonial at 8-1, 19-1 overall. North Texas is 2-2 two two in Conference USA, which is not what you would expect given the um, success of their pitcher, which we will talk about in a little bit, so stay tuned for that. Charlotte is first in Conference USA at 6-2, 21-9 overall. Miami of Ohio and Ball State are tied atop the MAC at 12-0 and 11-0, respectively. Illinois State's on top of the Missouri Valley at 7-1. Southern Illinois is third at 10-4. Fresno State and UNLV are tied atop the Mountain West at 11-1. Boston University is on top of the Patriot League at 9-1, overall. Stephen F. Austin leads the Southland at 15-0. and 0. 
South Dakota State's on top of the summit at 12-0, and 27-4 overall. BYU leads the West Coast Conference at 3-0. Louisiana's on top of the Sun Belt Conference at 14-1, 32-6 overall. Troy is second at 10-3. Texas State third at 8-3. And, and South Alabama fourth at 8-9-4. or nine and four. So now we move on to RPI rankings. Long Beach State 139, uh, Stephen F. Austin 125, St. Francis is at 110, Fordham is at 81, Illinois State 80, Fresno State 77, Miami of Ohio 64, Northwestern 58, Boston University 51, James Madison 47, Western Kentucky 45, Texas State 44, Southern Illinois 43, George Washington 40, Minnesota 39, Central Florida 36, South Alabama 32, Michigan 30, Wichita State 29, South Dakota State 27, Ole Miss 25, Louisiana 24, Liberty 23, Kentucky 21, Arizona State 19, Texas 17, Oklahoma 16, Washington 15, Oklahoma State 14, Clemson 13, Duke 12, Arizona 10, Oregon 9, Virginia Tech 8, Arkansas 6, LSU 5, Florida State 4, Florida 3, Alabama 2, UCLA 1. So there's all your rankings and standings. Now let's look at the stats as of Monday night. Second in the nation batting average, Jocelyn Alo at 537. Her teammate, Jada Coleman, uh, is third with a .524. And Tiari Jennings, also their teammate, is fifth at .510. Jocelyn Alo leads the nation in RBIs per game at 1.93. Her teammate, Tiari Jennings, right behind her in second at 1.83. Shannon Sale of Oklahoma's fourth in the nation in ERA with .39. Alex Storacco of Michigan is fifth with a .49. Speaking of, <clears throat> excuse me, Hope Troutwain of North Texas. Leads the nation in strikeouts per seven innings. That's probably because Hope Troutwain is the first person in quite possibly softball and baseball history to throw a perfect game where every out recorded was a strikeout. She threw 21 strikeouts. Every out was it was a seven inning perfect game. All 21 outs were strikeouts. Simply one of the most impressive feats that I've ever seen in my life honestly um, she deserves mad respect for what she did um, doesn't matter who the opponent was or whatnot it's very hard to throw double digit strikeouts much less 21 in a game and she's done it twice this season now so Absolutely one of the best pitchers that we have that m most people don't know. And she deserves a lot more credit than, you know, pretty much everyone 
she deserves all the spotlight on her for what she's done. Um, but she's leading the nation in strikeouts per seven innings at 13. Alex Duraco of Michigan second with 12.9. Courtney Coppersmith of UMBC third with 12.7. Shannon Sale fifth at 12.2. Gabby Plain and Cassidy Wilbur of Stephen F. Austin are tied in for the uh, nation lead in victories at 20. Keely Rochard of Virginia Tech third at 19. Mary Half of Arkansas, 4th at 18, and Ashley Rogers of Tennessee, 5th at 17. Jocelyn Lowe leads the nation in slugging percentage at 1.415. Tiari Jennings, 3rd, 1.143. And their teammate, Kenzie Hansen, 5th at 1.08. Tristan Edwards of Nebraska is 3rd in the nation in on-base percentage at .633. Jocelyn Lowe, 4th, .625, or .626. And Jada Coleman is 5th at .623. Kayla Kowalik leads the nation in hits with 64 of Kentucky, by the way. Uh, Sierra Bryan of Louisiana, 2nd with 59. Sammy Williams of Iowa State, 3rd with 56. Sydney McKinney of Wichita State, 4th with 55. And Brooke Wilms of Missouri is 5th with 52. Jocelyn Lowe leads the nation in home runs with 22. Braxton Burnside, Arkansas, second with 21. Sammy Bunch of Northern Iowa, Maddie Hackborth, Arizona State, and Tiari Jennings are all tied for third with 17. Jocelyn Lowe also leads the nation in RBIs with 58. Tiari Jennings, second with 55. Maddie Hackbarth, third with 48. Braxton Burnside and Aaron Koffel of Kentucky are tied for fourth with 47. Keely Rochard leads the nation in shutouts with 10. Haley Dosini of Fresno State is second with 9. Georgina Cork of South Florida and Gabby Plain are tied for fourth with 7. Gabby Plain also leads the nation in strikeouts with 227. Keely Rochard second with 197. Liana Johnson of Troy's third with 192. Cassidy Wilbur of Stephen F. Austin, 4th with 191, and Georgina Cork, 5th with 187. Oklahoma leads the nation in batting average with .453, Texas is 2nd at .379, and Kentucky is 5th at .349. Michigan is 2nd in the nation in ERA with .9, St. Francis is 3rd with a 1.2, UCLA is 4th with 1.22, and Boston University is 5th at 1.29. Arizona is 2nd in the nation in fielding percentage, 0.987. Oklahoma and Washington are tied for 3rd at 0.986, and George Washington is 5th at 0.983. Oklahoma leads the nation in home runs per game with 3.1. Wichita State is 2nd, 2.06. Arizona State 3rd, 2.03. Arkansas 4th, 1.89, and Arizona's 5th with 1.86. Oklahoma is leading the nation in scoring at 11.9 runs per game. Texas 4th at 7.91, and Miami of Ohio is 5th with 7.84. Oklahoma leads the nation in slugging percentage, 0.877. 
Arizona State second, .649, Texas third, .641, Wichita State fourth, .64, and UCLA fifth, .623. Michigan leads the nation in strikeout to walk ratio with seven. UCLA is second, 6.22. Oregon's third, 5.4. Alabama fourth at 5.3. And George Washington is fifth at 5.17. Lastly, Southern Illinois leads the nation in walks, still with 176. Arkansas is third at 147. Wichita State fourth at 145. And Washington is fifth with 143. So those are your stats as of Monday night. Obviously, Oklahoma and their players are still reigning supreme over much of these stats. So no surprise there. Um, notable games canceled, postponed. The weather screwed up a lot this weekend. Um, so... Um, Oklahoma Wichita State got postponed to May 4th due to uh, weather, inclement weather. Kentucky Louisville postponed due to weather. Tennessee and Mississippi State was postponed due to a positive test and contract tracing uh, within Tennessee's program for COVID. They're now back. Uh, they played yesterday, or excuse me, on Monday, um, and they have a game tonight as well. So. Oklahoma at Baylor postponed due to COVID problems at Baylor. They're back on the field tonight as well, and I have that on the upcoming schedule. And Clemson at Notre Dame was postponed due to COVID problems at Notre Dame. Also, Liberty at Virginia Tech has been postponed to May 5th due to the threat of rain. Um, so that's a high-quality matchup that we won't be seeing today, so... It basically is what it is and we're just doing the best with what we got but anyway let's move on to the recap of week nine Keely Rochard had tw uh, 10 strikeouts as Longwood was able to hang around with Virginia Tech in a two to nothing loss in game one Virginia Tech crushed them in game two I don't remember the score off the top of my head because I didn't feel like putting it into this recap Mississippi State walked it off on Central Arkansas, 4-3. Uh, Savannah Sykes, two-run homer in the top of the fifth, lifted Georgia over Kennesaw State, 3-1. Kennesaw State's another sneaky program out of the Atlantic Sun. Florida jumped all over Georgina Cork in a 9-1 six-inning win in game over South Florida in game one. Charla Eccles' double was the difference in a 2-1 win for Florida in Game 2, sweeping that doubleheader. In a matchup of bad teams, Rhode Island downed Boston College for their first win against Boston College since 1993. Troy took down South Alabama 3-0. Georgina Cork's 12 strikeouts led South Florida over Tulsa 3-1 to open their series on Friday. Ole Miss shut down South Carolina to take the series opener 8-0 in five innings. Megan Bobian's 12 strikeouts led Michigan to the 7-0 win over Ohio State to start their series. Virginia took down North Carolina 5-4 to open their series. 
Texas held off uh, Ohio State to take the series opener 8-5. Amber Pfizer and Danielle Williams both had 10-plus strikeouts. Amber Pfizer with 12, Danielle Williams with 10. As Minnesota downed Northwestern 3-2 in 10 innings in their series opener. Sydney Sickles shut down Nebraska in a 4-0 Illinois win in their series opener. Alabama handed Arkansas its first SEC loss of the season in a 5-3 season uh, series opening win. Montana Fouts also had 12 strikeouts in that game. Catherine Sandercock allowed only one hit as Florida State took the series opener with Duke 5-0. Wisconsin took down Iowa 7 to 1 in series opener and then they went out um, and then they won game 2 1 to nothing to earn at least the series split. A little bit of a shocking result but uh, there's more to this. Cheyenne Factors home run in the top of the 7th lifted Oklahoma State to the win over Texas Tech 1 to nothing in their opener. Mizzou jumped all over LSU 9-1 in five innings to win that opener. Texas State's 18-game win streak came to an end as South Alabama took the opener 3-1. Auburn took their opener with Texas A&M 6-2. Shockingly, Kansas City split their doubleheader with Kansas on uh, Saturday, I believe. Um, no, that was Friday. They played another game on Saturday, which I believe Kansas won. So ultimately, Kansas still won the series. But anyway, um, Gabby Plains' 12 strikeouts led Washington to a 2-0 series opening win over Oregon State. Brooke Yanez shut UCLA down as Oregon won their opener 3 to nothing. Charlize Palacios, two home runs and four RBIs led Arizona past New Mexico State 11-5. Stanford jumps on Arizona State to win the opener 6-2. This was Stanford's first win in Tempe since 2011, so 10 years. So kudos to the Cardinal for getting that win. <clears throat> Florida took down Western Kentucky 5-2, which they were supposed to play another game on Sunday. Ultimately, it got canceled due to weather, another situation where weather affected the series. Minnesota downed Northwestern 6-2 um, to guarantee the series split on at least a series split on Saturday. Starocko's 11 strikeouts led Michigan to the 3-1 win over uh, Ohio State in Game 1. Ohio State struck back with a 3-2 win in Game 2 to avoid the sweep and give them at least the hope of a series split. Grace Green, who had 2 home runs and 3 RBIs, and Autumn Storms with 10 strikeouts led Arkansas to the 4 to nothing win over Alabama to force the rubber match on Sunday. Gabby Alvarez's 3-run homer led Ole Miss over South Carolina 8-5 to earn the series victory. Tulsa even their series with South Florida in a 7-2 win in game 1. Then Josie Foreman hit a walk-off home run in the ninth 
to lift South Florida to two to two to one win in a game that finished on Sunday morning due to rain. Oklahoma took advantage of added games, crushing Mississippi State nine to nothing in five innings, then cruising past Louisiana Tech ten to nothing in five innings. That Baylor series got postponed, so Oklahoma added Mississippi State and Louisiana Tech and promptly went out and destroyed them. So view that how you will, or as you, at your own peril. Nebraska held off Illinois to even the series with a 5-4 win in Game 1. Nebraska won Game 2 10-6 to take the series lead over Illinois 2-1. Team Canada got the win over Florida 5-2 in 5 innings. It was a rain-shortened affair. Part of the reason Florida Western Kentucky didn't get to play their second game. Texas uh, downed Iowa State 11-5 to get clinched the series win. Olivia Lackey shuts down Texas State as South Alabama clinches the series in a 1-0 win. Gabby Plains' 13 strikeouts led Washington past Oregon State 4-2 in Game 1. Then Morgan Allen hits a two-run walk-off home run to give Oregon State the 3-1 Game 2 win to avoid a sweep. Or to avoid a potential sweep. Um, early home runs from Aaliyah Jordan and Rachel Garcia lifted UCLA past Oregon 3-1 in Game 1. UCLA then exploded in Game 2 to take the win 9-3 to take the 2-1 series lead. Oklahoma State powered four home runs to crush Texas Tech 12-2 in five innings to clinch the series. Kayla Pointer shut down Auburn as a uh, Texas A&M even the series in a four to one win. Malia Martinez's two home runs, six RBIs, led Arizona to the eight to nothing win and five inning win over New Mexico State. Uh, did I say Arizona? over New Mexico State? If I said the wrong name there, excuse me. Arizona State evens the series with a 10-6 win over Stanford in Game 1. Jasmine Hill hit the walk-off home run to give Arizona State the 5-4 win in Game 2 to take the 2-1 series lead. Florida State took down Duke 3-0 to take the 2-0 series lead. LSU even their series with Missouri in a 4-2 win with Game 2 coming later that Sunday. Um, Auburn won their series with Texas A&M 3-1. Nebraska came back to win their series with Illinois in an 8-6 win. Pinch hitter Delaney Cox hit her first career hit, which was a solo homer in the eighth inning to lift Minnesota over Northwestern 2-1 in eight innings, obviously, to clinch the series with the shot at the sweep later in the day. And what happened? 
Minnesota blasted home runs left and right in a 10-4 victory, which helped them sweep Northwestern. I wasn't expecting Minnesota to four-game sweep Northwestern, but kudos to the Gophers. Autumn Pease and Amber Pfizer are certainly a top-two pitching duo. And, you know, Caitlin Kemet-Mueller and um, Natalie Den Hartog, certainly the heart and soul of that team. And Minnesota's flying right now. Um, we'll see if they're able to keep it up. Um, they've got some very tough tests coming up, but we'll get to that in the coming weeks. Colleen Sullivan's two doubles, home run and four RBIs, powered Texas to the sweep of Iowa State in the 10 to nothing six-inning win. South Alabama finished the sweep of Texas Tech with a 7-4 to win. So, a little bit shocking that South Alabama swept Texas State, especially considering Texas State was ranked in the top 25, if not for the first time ever, for the first time in a long time. So, kudos to the Jaguars down at South Alabama for getting that sweep. Um... Bailey Nickerson's home run, five RBIs, uh, led Wichita State to the sweep of Houston in a 10-7 win. Alex Duraco's 10 strikeouts led Michigan to an 11-0 win over Ohio State, which won the series. Haley Busby's two home runs, four RBIs, power Oklahoma State to the series sweep over Texas Tech in 10-3 win. Kentucky jumped all over Mary Wilson Avant in 11-3 five-inning win over Georgia in Game 1 Sunday. Then Georgia scored eight runs in the final two innings to come back and even the series in a 9-8 win. Which there was some controversy about, but I'm not going to dig deep into that. I'm going to leave that for those who watch the game to deal with that controversy, but it is what it is. South Carolina avoided the sweep and got their first SEC win in a 10-1 five-inning win over Ole Miss. Montana Fouts 11 strikeouts led Alabama to the 2-0 win over Arkansas to win the series, handing Arkansas its first two SEC losses and its first series loss. Both um, even more impressive that it was at Arkansas. Uh, la, 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 la. Three runs in the seventh propelled Louisiana to the 5-2 game one win over Troy on Sunday. And then Louisiana held off Troy's furious comeback in game two to clinch the series win with an 8-7 win. Wisconsin won their series with Iowa with a 3-2 win on Sunday. Another result I certainly didn't see coming. Um... I basically wrote off Wisconsin based on how they've played so far, but here they come and take down Iowa 3-1 to in their series. I mean, <coughs> that's certainly very impressive in my book. Arizona State won their series with Stanford in a 4-2 to win. LSU jumped all over Missouri's pitching to win that series 12-5. Sis Bates homer is the difference in Washington's series clinching 2-1 win over Oregon State. F, uh, Florida State gets the walk-off bunt. Yeah, you heard me right, bunt. 
to sweep Duke in a 4-3 win. Uh, this series was only three games because the one game got rained out and they just couldn't play it. Um, and they're not likely to um, get that game rescheduled anytime soon. So they all have a three game. They're, it's going to be an odd way to look at this, but they only got three games in. And North Carolina and Virginia on, uh, split their four-game series, which was very surprising. Uh, you know, you haven't seen much of Brittany Pickett in the circle recently, so I'm wondering if she's got something issues or if they're trying to get younger pitching into the circle so that way they're prepared for next year without her. I don't know. But North Carolina is having an extremely down year for what I expected from them. And Virginia is certainly not a team they should be splitting with. They should be winning that series. So uh, I'm I'm probably North Carolina's greatest critic because I love North Carolina football. I mean, uh, not football, uh, basketball and baseball. So I'm a big critic of North Carolina if they're not playing well, which they currently are not in my for my view. So. UCLA got the series win with or over Oregon in a six to two win. Louisiana crushed Troy ten to two in six innings to get the sweep and take control of first in the Sun Belt. Sarah Mosley's home run and four RBIs lifted Georgia to the series win over Kentucky in a five to two win. I did not think Georgia would win the series at Kentucky, but anything can happen in the SEC for the most part. Um, Valerie Cagle's 11 strikeouts silenced Winthrop as Clemson won 9-0 in five innings. Then four home runs, two of them from Ainsley Gilstrap, powered Clemson to the 6-2 win over Winthrop in Game 2. Kansas picked up a massive win at Missouri in a 4-3. So that's a huge win for that Kansas Jayhawk program over a ranked Missouri team on the road. Um, I didn't see it coming. I didn't have it as a game marked on my highlighted games of the week. So kudos to the Jayhawks for getting that win yesterday. That's very important to their season. Um, Maddie Penta's 11 strikeouts led Auburn past Alabama State 5 to nothing. And lastly, Drake, I haven't mentioned them in a while. They scored seven runs in the final two innings to pull the upset of Iowa State 7-6. to six. Iowa State jumped out to an early 6 to nothing lead in the first two innings. Then Drake in the sixth inning scored two runs, and then in the top of the seventh, they scored five runs. A three-run homer is the one that put them over the top or put them on top and for good so kudos to drake iowa state's got got some issues going on big 12 plays not being kind to them um and drake is not a team they should be losing to at home so hopefully they can correct the course today they will be at northern iowa so um 
we'll see if they can at least get back on track as of today. Hopefully. But that's our recap of week 9. Let's move on to our notable games of week 10. Starting tonight. <coughs> um, a little Conference USA act. I mean a little Sunbelt Conference USA tilt as Troy travels to Al, uh, to Birmingham to take on UAB. Um, that could be a very that's a low-key very good matchup that I don't think a lot of people are gonna take an interest to um, I want to see if Troy after getting swept by Louisiana can get back on track with this win at UAB and UAB has proven that they can play with top teams this season as well so I want to see how those two teams get together George Washington travels to Harrisonburg, Virginia to take on James Madison for a doubleheader. Um, this is a big one for both RPI-wise. Since their conference is not very favorable for them in the RPI, for RPI wins, um, this is a huge game for both RPI-wise. Um, having been with the JMU program... Um, obviously I want James Madison to win, um, but that's going to be a very tough series. They already played once this year, um, from their opening week or from James Madison's opening weekend, which was, uh, oh God, I believe it was the last weekend in February, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and James Madison came back to win that game. So I'm interested to see how the doubleheader plays out. I mentioned Baylor earlier. They're back today. They'll, they will be hosting Texas State. Which I fully expect Texas State to come out and beat Baylor because of how they played at home against South Alabama. Um, so I fully expect Texas State to come out and win at Baylor. And then the highlight of the day is Central Florida at Florida. Can Central Florida pull off the same magic that they used to beat the Gators at home in Gainesville? Or at home and take it on the road and beat them Gators in Gainesville? Honestly, I don't think they'll do it since Florida's at home now. I think Florida's got the edge massively. Um, but I think we'll just have to see how the game plays out. <clears throat> On Tuesday... Ball, uh, a little action for you. Ball State travels to Miami of Ohio for a doubleheader. Um, this is massive because the MAC doesn't have a conference tournament this year. Um, so Ball State and Miami of Ohio are both tied atop the MAC at being undefeated. So that doubleheader is massive. They'll um, they'll play a doubleheader at Ball State in a couple weeks, but whoever wins this could win the MAC and go to the NCAA tournament. 
this year. So this is a key series or key doubleheader. Oklahoma travels to Georgia for a doubleheader on Tuesday. And we'll explain a little bit later about why, uh, or here at the end, uh, why Oklahoma's playing such an incredible five games here in the next week. Um, quite the schedule for Oklahoma, but we'll get into that in a few minutes here. Um, and then Oklahoma State at Tulsa. I want to see if Tulsa can... Oklahoma State has been having trouble scoring at times this season. Um, and being consistent, so I want to see if Tulsa at home can pull the upset. Series, Ole Miss at Texas A&M. Both teams, Ole Miss is coming into this looking very good. Um, so give me Ole Miss winning that series 2-1. to one. Kentucky at Auburn. Kentucky's coming off that huge series loss to... Um, uh, to who? Uh, to Georgia, and Auburn's coming off their series win over Texas A&M. I expect Kentucky to get back on track and win this series two to one. Northwestern at Iowa for four games. Both teams coming off of off a of very disappointing series last week. Um. Oh man. I'm going to say Northwestern wins that series 3-1. to one. Texas State, after they traveled to Baylor, goes to Louisiana this weekend. Is Texas State going to be able to recover from their series loss at home to South Alabama when they take on Louisiana this weekend? I'm going to say no, to be frank. I think Louisiana sweeps Texas State at home. Wichita State at Central Florida for four games. That is a massive series for the American. Will Wichita State win that series and run away with the American? I don't know, honestly. I see that being a two-to-two series split, honestly. Um, oh, that's such a tough series. I'm going to stick with the two-to-two series split between Wichita State and Central Florida, though. That's a tough one. Nebraska at Minnesota for four games. Nebraska's a very decent surprise for me in the Big Ten right now. Um, but I think Minnesota ultimately sweeps Nebraska at home. Arkansas at Georgia for three games. Since I don't know what I'm going to get from Georgia's pitching, I'm going to take Arkansas to win that series 2-1. to one. Mississippi State at Missouri for three games. Can Mississippi State come out and get their first SEC win? Honestly, I don't think they their team just doesn't look right, and I'm going to say Missouri sweeps them. Tennessee at South Carolina for three games. Um... South Carolina just hasn't looked good. Tennessee is just coming off of their COVID pause, and they're getting some games to get them back uh, up to game speed. I think South Carolina snags a, a game out of this series, but Tennessee will win this series 2-1. to one. 
A little interesting non-conference, LSU travels to Raleigh, North Carolina to take on the NC State Wolfpack. A very interesting non-conference series. NC State is better than people want to give them credit for. Um, that having been said, I think LSU wins that series 2-1. to one. The battle for Arizona. Arizona at Arizona State for four games. Oh, man. Two high-powered offenses going against each other. Arizona has better pitching. And I think that's going to be the difference as Arizona goes to Tempe and takes down the Sun Devils 3-1. to one. Baylor travels to Oklahoma State. For three games this weekend. Um, uh, honestly, Oklahoma State is good enough to sweep them, and I think that's what they're going to do. Alright, these next three series that I have for you are all, seri are all candidates for series of the week. We'll start in the Big 12. Texas at Oklahoma, the Red River rivalry on the softball field. Um, can Texas give Oklahoma its first loss of the season? I say yes. I think Oklahoma still wins the series 2-1, to one, but I think Texas is going to play well enough to snag one and end Oklahoma's unbeaten run to start the season. But it's two high-powered offenses going against each other. Oklahoma has the pitching. Texas is still working on that. And I think that's the big difference in that series. To the Pac-12, you got Oregon at Washington. I think Oregon is just going to show that they're not quite ready to be national title contenders, and I think Washington wins that series 3-1. to one. And then lastly, the SEC candidate for series of the week, Florida at Alabama. Honestly, I think that's the series of the week. I think Florida at Alabama is the best one, and I'm going to pick Florida to win 2-1. to one. I'm going to be bold there. I'm, I'm going Gators. In the last series, Oregon State travels to Los Angeles to take on UCLA for four games. I think that's a four-game UCLA sweep. Not too, not too much else said about that one. I think that's pretty straightforward. And that's, that's all I got for you this week. We're here. We're into week 10. We're in the middle of April. It's coming down to it now. This is this is crunch time. This is these are where you start to find out just how good your team can be. And I look forward very much to seeing all the games on national TV this weekend. ESPN. Actually, I don't know if there's a game on ESPN this weekend, but we got ESPN two, ESPN U. The ACC Network, SEC Network, Big Ten Network. For those of you that live out west, the 
Pac-12 network. Um, just take it all in. Just absorb as much softball as you can. Um, enjoy your week, everyone. Hope you have a good week. Um, and we'll see you again next Wednesday. I have another episode for you. And uh, everyone have a good time. Until then, enjoy the games. And have a great week. Good night. And stay frosty. <laughs>